0: You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. hey guys welcome to the next trek podcast every week we break down the latest episode of star trek discovery and give our thoughts on the final frontier my name is chris and i'm tyler this week we're going to be breaking down the eighth episode of star trek discovery civis pacem parabellum and apparently that means if you want peace prepare for war tyler check this with the latin teacher at his school is that correct
1: that is correct
0: Okay, fantastic. Good. I haven't made a horrible mistake
1: because Google also didn't, you know, couldn't do it for me. So you, you I never I went know to the source, you know.
0: That you've got to, you've got to go to the scholars if you want the right answer. I find that Google can only get you halfway there. That's right. All right. So here is the summary for this week's episode. The discovery sends Michael Burnham, Ash Tyler, and Saru to the planet Pavo. Is that the right yep. pronunciation? Pavo. In hopes of using a naturally occurring antenna to amplify a signal that will help Starfleet detect a cloaked Klingon ship, because that makes sense, all of them
1: right. Because that makes sense.
0: I'm trying my hardest okay. not to laugh out loud. Uh, you you might be able to tell that <laughs> we weren't huge fans of this episode. I'm so sorry if you're listening to this and you were. Uh, They're just a major problem. So anyway, while on the planet, Saru finds himself psychically linked with the indigenous life forms who seek harmony above all things. And those creatures have their own idea about how to end the conflict between the Klingons and the Federation. Meanwhile, Admiral Cornwell is interrogated by Lorel, who is at odds with the Klingon leadership. Or is she?
1: Or is she? Because we do not know anything that Lorel does. This is the first time... That I've liked the Klingon part more than the other part, you know. And that's I, I, still not saying a lot in this episode.
0: I I agree with you, but the funny thing is that every time they show the Klingons, I cannot help but think that their uniforms were bedazzled. Uh, right? They have got like these uh, really cheap-looking, chintzy-looking. I don't know what they are. Little dazzler things yeah. on them. It's a little unfortunate. So anyway, that always distracts me. But I agree with you. I think the strongest part of this episode uh, is what's happening with between Cornwall and uh, Lorel. It, it is. But it's not very strong. Oh, even that is the, kind the of the two
1: of them. I think are awesome. I think all the rest of it, yes, is like the they are in. They're only in really two scenes, you know, two yep. and a half scenes together, and they are electric together. I, you know, I almost wish, you know, they obviously they wrote this in a writer's room and and didn't see the two actors together, and so what they end up doing, it really is sad that they were so well, they were so good together.
0: But you know, you I, I have to disappoint you even further here in that. Uh, the actress who plays Admiral Cornwell on on uh, uh, the After Show, After yep. Trek, uh, says that they shot a whole lot more yeah, of that right? scene. That There's a lot more dialogue, and they cut it because, uh, I guess, of time or editing or you whatever. You know,
1: because of all of the commercials that they have on this online service. <laughs> oh, and the I time skip. crunch that they have to, to go up against for when the football game runs long, right? Oh, man. Oh, oh, wait. It's an online service. Go 50 yeah. Minutes.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Why why are we because I think at some point they're going to end up uh airing this on television.
1: And I think also Yeah, uh, they're hedging their bets for when CBS yeah. All Access fails. And they have Absolutely. To put this, on TV. this is so interesting. This this one was read at
0: TVMA and I think it was just because of the dead Klingons that were in that room.
1: Oh my gosh, don't get me started on that room. We're okay. going to Oh my we're going to get there. Uh,
0: we are. We are. We are. We are. I so was, anyway,
1: Literally confused. I had absolutely no idea what was happening in that room at all. And I watched it twice.
0: I I, I did not get a chance to watch this. Normally, I do watch the episodes at least twice. Um, Yesterday, I watched the episode and then watched a little bit of After Trek. I kind of skipped around. uh, Did you see the preview for next week? I did, yes. Um, But... You know, I'm gonna be honest. It's just this week's episode was a little bit of a disappointment because the preceding two episodes, episode uh, six and seven,
1: were so very strong. Oh man, they were good.
0: And I felt like we were leading up to something really, truly great with this fall break that they're taking. Um, and unfortunately, I feel like this one was just a little bit of a slog. I just felt like I was. Uh, they just kind of put the brakes on on everything, uh, unfortunately. And and the most interesting character kind of become very uninteresting to me, yep. which is Saru. Um they kind of did some things to his to him anyway that I wasn't a huge fan of. So we're gonna we're gonna start breaking down the episode and go through I think we're gonna um disconnect the two storylines. So we're gonna talk about what happened on the Klingon ship and we're gonna talk about what's on the planet. Which one are we gonna start with?
1: Let's um let's get the planet out of the way.
0: Okay, let's get <laughs> the planet out of the way. Whatever I, that planet was called, Pavo.
1: Pavo. Hey guys I, I, I really want to say at the at the start, I don't think we planned for this. I was kind of nervous. Chris and I, when we both <laughs> got ready to start, we were like, he finally, he finally goes, I gotta be on this, man. I really didn't like this episode. And I was like, thank no. you. I didn't like it either. And I thought no. it was just me. And no. I was going to be the negative Nancy. No, this is. <sighs> and,
0: yeah. And i gonna try to be as positive as I possibly can, but I, there's, n- there's not much here to go on. They don't give us much to work with. Uh, yeah. in this, in this thing. I,
1: I think there are some good moments and there are some moments that echo Star Trek really well. Um, the world building of pavo itself I, I like it i think it's interesting but they but they is it I, is it? it's interesting except i saw it in avatar that one time
0: <laughs> you know like yes and then uh dancing with wolves right before that dancing
1: with wolves and pocahontas alongside it, it it's yeah just, so help the natives yeah there were some there were parts of it that i like and I'll, and I'll get into why i liked him and it's really a coincidence that the reason i like it even so we'll, we'll get to that but yeah. um yeah, there are moments I like. We already said Cornwall and, and Laurel together. I really like that stuff. But there are so many more moments that I was just I was bored yeah. or confused. Yes. So, yeah.
0: Bored, confused. I think it was just honestly this 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 episode has a lot of pacing issues. Yeah. In in my opinion, like specifically the way it's cut we just we move around so much especially with the folks on the planet we go from them being in trees to being like in a hut so i wasn't sure why there was a hut right if these that uh, these these non corporeal
1: creatures built you know
0: yeah i don't i didn't understand that i didn't know why there was a hut there and then just the the use of visual effects digital effects did not work for me, uh, like especially the way Saru moved, and it just there was just this really yeah. weird sheen. I just didn't think it was ready for primetime. Honestly, yeah. this is just it just wasn't it wasn't. I don't know. It was clunky. It was real clunky.
1: It was it was very clunky. Uh, the other thing with this episode is I I think that we already you know said Avatar is very similar to Avatar and things like that in its look and its concept. Um, I think I already saw this in the original series. It's called Errand of Mercy, right? Where the Klingons and and. The uh, and the Federation are on a planet with these weirdly omniscient sort of beings that try to bring them together. Right. Well, so, we see this. We see this
0: a lot. This is this is a thing that happens. You know, in 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 Star Trek, uh, this this whole, you know. But again, I think what's happening here is they're trying to make these these creatures be very innocent. You know yes. what I mean? And also very yes. fragile. So I, I, and also really important because if. The Federation can somehow turn this into a device that will let them see all their the Klingons' cloaked ships. That right. can be a huge that can turn the war for them. So, right. I don't know. It, it anyway. Let's let's get into this. Yeah. Let's get into the, the the summary so we can talk about things more in depth.
1: So the it opens up with a battle uh, between the the USS Gagarin, which I, I like that. That was a nice little name check uh, of Yuri Gagarin, the first man in space. Um, yes. So that was cool. But uh, I, I like spaceship names. That was it was really weird. I like I, I like starship names. I think they're cool. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So the discovery swoops in and and tries to save the Gagarin and it fails. And I feel like this show pulls its punches so much with battles. Right. Uh, I want a I want an awesome battle. Even the 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 second episode battle of uh, battle at the binary star, we didn't get much battle we got i mean there are some cool things that were really really neat you know blowing away half the ship and she's encased in a um in a in a force field and things like that we keep just getting a moment that's a battle you know um
0: yeah well i mean the nature of the discovery is that it is precious and needs to be it needs to survive above all else right and if, so what they're no, go, go
1: go for it no
0: i'm saying so so he jumps yeah whenever it gets too hot you know what right. i mean like i i did see him the 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 captain, uh, Lorca, was definitely more heroic. Yes. in this moment. Oh, putting than he's themselves
1: been. between the Gagarin. That was yes. cool. I did like yeah. that.
0: That that was a nice that was a nice touch to say. Oh, maybe there is a little bit of yeah. hero in this in this person, but other than that, the whole like you said, like the moment things get a little too crazy, he just says just jump, yeah. and then they're out of there. There's there isn't a whole lot of uh, time to wrestle or. There's not much impact, I guess, is what no. I would say of that of that encounter at all. No,
1: other than we get, um, I think the Vulcan admiral that they're talking to later is really. Uh, he, he talks about how um, like what six you guys ships. are telling me, yeah, these, these six ships that were that were cloaking and decloaking really fast. Um, it confirms their suspicions that that um, the, the cloaking device is going throughout the whole Klingon fleet and it and it's decimating them. So they they said yeah. I think two thousand more people have died in the last however long it lasts a couple of weeks. Yeah. So we do get stakes with it. It is an important scene, um, but it's yeah, but it, it's just one of those. I really, I, I like a good battle. I love character studies. I like going, going deep, but come on, we now have the technology to do some really amazing, you know, space battles and we're, we're just seeing moments of them and maybe yeah. they're saving it. Maybe next, maybe next week is all battle, uh, even though I don't think so, but next it's going to be all battle and it'll be amazing. So
0: Yeah. maybe, maybe, yeah.
1: <clears throat> Excuse me <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry. this cold is going around school and i' I'm, I'm not gotten sick yet, but I'm like it's almost there. It's like oh happening. No. Um, yeah So uh, we we we've got the battle we uh, they jump away just like you said you know the moment it gets hot because also two torpedoes drop you know blow their shields out of the water down to ten percent two torpedoes yes
0: that was a very interesting uh, thing to to realize. I guess discovery is it's just a fragile ship
1: maybe. It must be. I thought they were also. I guess they're not. A, I know they're not a warship, but I kind of assumed that, along with all of this stuff, that they were, I don't know, better powered, better armed. So, yeah. We um. So they they jump away. We get to engineering. We see Stamets being plugged into the spore drive, and and you know it's it's interesting to see. But he is. Uh, we we get our first. I guess downside of of Stamets being plugged into the spore drive. We get a very. A visibly fatigued and a visibly disoriented Stamets when he leaves the, the sport drive, he calls Tilly captain.
0: Yes. And do you, do you think that is a, he, yes, that he's seeing the future yes. or, or a, a different version of, of the, yeah,
1: desperately. That's what I really am hoping. And I hope we see it eventually is that he's because we know from, especially from the last episode, he is existing, you know, in some way or another, he is existing outside of space time. Right. So is he, I don't think that he thought she was Lorca, you know. Um, No. He he definitely recognized her and said, what are you doing down here, Captain? Yes. And so what does this mean? Has he been way to the future or an alternate universe? That is cool. I I hope we see it. Totally. I also, I'm I'm comparing this a little bit to, um, almost to it to a drug trip a little bit for him, he's plateauing. He's been, he's been taking hit after hit after hit. And, um, that's why we've been seeing, you know, high stone stamets for the last couple of weeks. And, and now he can't. And I'm wondering if that means he, we're not seeing him with the shakes or anything like that, but he's no longer stoned stamets. Um, does, is he going to need more? Is he going to need something else to, to keep him going? I don't know if that's what we're supposed to see, but.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen him seem like he's addicted to it. Right. So I don't know if that it works the exact same way or not, right. but who knows. It it may do something physiological with him where he mm-hmm. he needs more power or more energy in order to have the same effects. You know what I yeah. mean? Like he's like what what he's doing right now is not going to be sufficient to do what they need him to do. Right. So he's you know, he needs more whatever, whatever, whatever. He's mm-hmm. becoming used to it.
1: Yeah. And and it's, it's cool that Tilly, this comes a little bit later, but it works with this storyline here. Tilly confronts him about this. Uh, It kind of just says, Hey, what's going on? Uh, And there, I do like their relationship. We haven't seen much interaction between the two of them, Yeah, but I kind of like, I don't, I don't fully buy it in that a cadet is going to just foist her, herself upon a a lieutenant and just say, no, you're going to talk to me. I'm you know, like she's the ship's counselor. Um, especially when he dismisses her very militarily, you know, dismiss the oh, yeah. uh, cadet, get out of here, and she's like, nope. So I don't buy that. I like I like Tilly's character, but I don't buy the whole like she wants a job eventually. So she's right. Not gonna, she's not gonna do that, but
0: yeah, no, she seems like the one who would follow orders you know, of, you know of of me? any of them. Burnham would yeah. be like,
1: no, we're like, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna send me back to jail? She would force right. herself, but totally. Uh, um although
0: she's been hanging around Burnham so who that's, knows That's
1: true that's true Burnham's just like don't take no for an answer if you know it That's you right can. ever that's how yeah. you
0: become captain
1: That's right Uh we get back to the ready room and Lorca's tribble is back It's back It's back it's there. I think you and I have decided that this is probably going to be a crucial plot point this Later is,
0: on. you know, as they say in screenwriting one hundred and one: if you show a, a shotgun above a fireplace, this is check out triple. Yes, at some point that check that shotgun is going to get used, and so there's no way that that Tribble is not going to play oh. some sort
1: of of a, of a role. There just isn't. I'm I'm dying. I I'm dying for Tyler to walk into Lorca's room. But like you even said when we were we were texting about it, uh, Tyler's walks into the, to, to Lorca's ready room with a bunch of Klingons. You know he's part of the security detail guarding them or yes. something like that. And of course right. it goes off. Right. And you know, uh, but then well, you know, the, so here, you know, here here's, yeah.
0: how this, how, here's how I think this here's how I think the scene will play out. Doors opened up. Yep. Tyler walks in by himself. Yes. Tribble Tribble goes crazy and he goes, "Sir, the Klingons are here." And then the Klingons walk yes. in. So oh. there's just a moment Perfect. where. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. but you it could have been the Klingons in the hallway. Yep. But it's gonna be, t- you know what I mean. So that's oh. that's if I was there, that's what that's how the scene would be written.
1: Once again, I think <laughs> I think a couple of times now, you and I should have been hired for this. I'm not I, you really know, sure I, how they missed our resumes. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree. But those of you who are intently listening to our podcast, who are on the production team, just give us the call. Come on, come yeah. on over.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll be happy to to lend our
1: talents. Man. Uh, so with this, uh, we, we already kind of mentioned this, Lorca is talking to the, to the Vulcan Admiral and, uh, we, we find out that the Discovery has left an away team, uh, or, or has sent an away team to Pavo, this, yes. this kind of crystalline planet that is sort of alive. Uh, and it's, I don't know, it's a cool planet, but the more that I think about it, even, yeah, the more that I think about it, it's, it's a planet we've seen before.
0: Well, you no. Know, what's interesting here is is that it's a it's a planet that apparently is very unique and interesting mm-hmm. and has a very uh, uh, special ability to be like a relay almost, mm-hmm. right? It's like a giant satellite dish, yeah. uh, or you know, a communications array, or whatever you want to call it. Right. But for some reason, this is the first time they've ever thought about using it. Did they just discover it? Do they must say that? Be.
1: They they didn't. I don't think they said that. Uh, it's just suddenly it seemed, it's there
0: it seemed as if like hey we've known about this place a long time but now we finally decided that anyway it just seems weird that they would if if they didn't know anything about it yeah. that it would be so important and so interesting that they would leave an away team there and then yeah. go away like right. the whole the whole True. what was way, the reason
1: for it to go away
0: just so what could happen on the planet happened right, right. If, yeah. if 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 it wasn't that way, they would have had to be in some sort of briar patch or yeah that's uh, true. they had to be away from the planet.
1: Yeah.
0: It's fine. It's fine. everything's fine.
1: yeah. Uh, let me let me read Michael Burnham's log just because I think it's I think the description sure. of this is interesting. and maybe this is where I've been lulled into this a little bit more. and and remember this is um this is written by Kirsten Beyer, who is a uh, a Star Trek Voyager novelist. So she is the only novelist as far as I in, I know. Who has actually been hired on a Star Trek writing staff. So that's which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. so I would say her I think her writing in terms of some of these moments is really good. Um, we're gonna get some beats with Saru and, and Burnham at the very, very end that are good, but I think the middle just doesn't work. And I I'm trying to decide if it's writing or like you mentioned, is is it editing? Anyway, so this this log by Burnham. <clears throat> Every tree, rock, and blade of grass here vibrates with its own specific tone. Together, these combine to form a kind of music, the signature sound of this planet, heard everywhere on the surface. The sound is even broadcast into space by a towering crystal structure, a sort of naturally occurring transmitter. It's Starfleet's plan to modify the electromagnetic frequency of Pavo's signal and harness it as a sort of sonar that can detect the presence of the cloaked Klingon vessels decimating our fleet, making them visible to our sensors and turning the tide of war in our favor. I think it's a well a well-crafted little little log there and and I like this idea that the that every tree rock and blade of grass vibrates with its tone and stuff like that. Um, I then have to go, you know the moment you, you the moment you tap on this with a little with anything, you go, oh, so I saw that in avatar. okay, so there's that. And right. like you just said, where has this planet been? We've known about this because apparently it emits a sound into space, so they've got to know it before they even went to find yeah, it. Yeah, and
0: it, it says even here, Starfleet's known all about known about right. this. This isn't. It's not like they're not like, discovering it right here. No, no, that's that's my point. Is that the Star, Starfleet has known yeah. apparently about this planet, but only Discovery's crew is the only presence on this thing. Right. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But right. narratively, they needed this to happen. So that yeah. th- that's that's the bottom line. Is yeah. that we? It's a special planet. That can detect Klingon cloak ships.
1: Yeah, the thing that the thing Got that me. I really thought was interesting is uh, about visually about this planet is that it, all of the plants on it are blue, right? Blue. Uh, that we see yeah. it reminded me completely of those plants that we see on, in the cage when Spock and Captain Pike beam down, and there's those vibrating leaves, and they go over and hold them. Yeah. I was like, oh, she must have watched The Cage right before, or the, you know, <laughs> they must have, because they're, they're setting it in the same time period as The Cage. Yeah. No, totally. Not, what about a whole planet? That was the thing that I found most interesting. Other, But other than that, it's just a callback. It's not like they built a whole story around that one thing. Right. Uh, and it's a little loose. Nice homage, but a little a loose. A little
0: loose. It is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't pull on the threads too much.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: We learn, once again, you know, setting up things for later, we learn that Kelpians can run 80, 80 kilometers per hour as she and, and Tyler and uh, uh, and Saru are walking through the uh, the forest. We learn that they can sense predators from 10 kilometers away. And later we learn that they are super strong. Yes. Uh, Or at
0: least, or at least they're able to crush communicators in their hands. I don't know. I don't know how strong that is, (laughs) (laughs) but they're actually just made out of plastic. Pounds per, you know, the pressure or whatever it is, like it's gotta be fairly significant for those hands to be able to do it. So,
1: yeah. Um, they they're walking through. This is where the pacing problems come in. They're walking through the forest, and they're like, "Oh man, it's like so weird that there's nobody around." And then a mist forms, and oh my gosh, there's all these people around. There's not people. These these misty creatures have surrounded yeah. them. And then uh, the the away team is surrounded. Um, Saru attempts first contact with them, and then they're led to a hut, where you know. Yeah. Now,
0: hang on a second. Is this does Saru leave them for a little while at this point when they no, get he, to the hut? Yeah. When they, when they get okay. that. Okay. So I couldn't remember it just it just the Saru's um communications with mm-hmm. this this species I, in my opinion was never fully flushed out. Like no. I don't completely understand how he's able to is it a part of Kelpian ability no, to think- be able to detect how somebody go ahead
1: no, I, I well, I think it's just he is he's he's the the ranking officer there, and so he's the one who has to make first contact. Even sure, it would make more sense that it's Burnham because she's a xenoanthropologist. But, um, so he he makes first contact. He he goes and like reaches his hand into the mist at one point, and then they. Um, but
0: that's but that's later though. What I mean here is is that he like says to them, doesn't he? Like, hey, I think they want us to follow them. Oh
1: yeah, I think you're right. It's it's almost he, for more instinctive. Reason, yeah, for some reason he's more. Okay. Maybe it's maybe it's with the whole sensing sensing danger thing. They pose absolutely no danger to him. So, because um, he's always afraid, he he gives a, a nice little talk earlier later in the episode about him. He he you know from the moment he's born, he's always been afraid. Right. Um. And and they give off no danger to him whatsoever. So maybe he's just intrigued. He's just intrigued, and he's never yeah. felt something like that okay. before. I buy it. I buy it. Um, but then – but at the same time, he is a Starfleet officer, right? Like he's been trained. Do you just wander off into the forest following these people? I mean they, they need to establish contact but – Why not? Yeah. Yeah
0: let's just follow these strange creatures we just met it's- we don't know what their intentions are yeah. or what they could do perhaps my threat ganglia isn't functioning <laughs> on this planet no but i'm just gonna i'm just maybe they're messing with my mind yeah. i mean that couldn't possibly be it <laughs> no
1: he would never mess so with his mind
0: yeah i mean with. come on he is so solid you know yeah. what i mean i mean no one saru just is a solid guy yeah and his emotions can't be played with
1: not at all no no it i think the, the other thing that's interesting too is Saru is, well he he is so solid. He's so cautious. He's all this other stuff, and and it does take them a little while to realize, hey, Saru, you're like you're acting a little funky here. You're, and,
0: little, you're acting weird.
1: Yeah. So they you know he he gets himself surrounded by by all of these uh, the mist I guess is what we'll call them. The the Pavins surround him and and uh, we're getting some kind of psychic yeah connection between him and them, and and he's somehow communicating with them like really really quickly and getting a lot more and um yeah it's at night that's what it is it's at night where he really gets um he gets woken up right them. and yeah, yeah. like they're in the hut they mm-hmm. they
0: go to this hut that somehow they've created like we said before right and so he's sleeping and then the problem is is that because this planet is alive
1: yeah he and vibrating constantly is
0: vibrating constantly and he is so sensitive apparently to I didn't understand that. I guess just
1: the vibration, the sound that it's making. So he's
0: he's just more sensitive to to all that. It's really in his head and it's really bothering him, giving a huge headache. He's not able to rest. He's not able to, so he goes outside of the hut Yep. and then he meets up, I guess. with And he
1: says, please make this stop for just a moment. Make it stop. And that's basically an invitation for them to just come in and sort of take him over and, and, and wipe all of this, you know, out from him. And and I guess I would, I would say it's, it's almost like he's vibrating. This is weird, but he's like at a different frequency of vibration than they are. And so they attune him to them. So it no longer is there any discord. That's kind of how I, how I took it.
0: But, but when I, I I watched a little bit of after track and what they were saying to me, and I did not get this in the episode. Now you tell me if maybe if, if I'm the one who missed this, sure. They did not do anything to Saru other than make him feel not afraid anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, and that's what so I mean. So it's like it's like reverse Bruce Banner. Yeah. Right? Because I just yeah. watched Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Nice. So it's basically like reverse Bruce Banner, right? Yeah. So now it's if, if if Saru becomes not afraid anymore, yeah. he's gonna do everything he can to protect that and yes. not, and stay unafraid. So he never needs not- to be
1: not afraid. Right. Yeah. Which he talks about at the very end of it all. I wish it was one of those things I wish he had articulated a bit more. Maybe it's supposed well, to be part of the mystery, but. It, it just seems as though he's been possessed yes, or something. You know what I mean? And so these aliens who seem to have possessed him. Right. You know, I'm expecting they're super hostile. They're all this other stuff, but they're just not. And so I think that's why it felt like such a letdown is is they they end up being very good. Really no, they end up being good.
0: stupid, is what they end up being.
1: Yeah, dumb. Oh gosh, right. Yeah.
0: So uh, <clears throat> that's the thing is, are they not? This is the thing. Like when I, when we get to the end of the episode, their intentions make no sense to me. It, it, it really, even what they say, it's still, it's still kind of like, why, why would you not listen to the full story? Get the full right. story from when one, they
1: see it. We, we see that they see this whole flashback The conflict. From Saru. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, so this in the in this moment they see mm-hmm. that's right when they're when reading his when, mind. When they're reading his mind, they see the the battle of the binary stars. Mm-hmm. They see all that stuff. That's right.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah so, so they, they know the full story.
0: It's not like they know that the Klingons might be good guys or maybe misunderstood. Yeah. They understand what the Klingons are doing. Okay. They're just
1: ultimately ult- like seriously naive and saying, "Well, all they need all all the Klingons need to know" Is they just need to be in harmony? I, I right. guess that must be what's going through these these misty alien heads. Uh, okay, I guess. I, don't I guess. Yeah. Um. So they. Oh, so we get we get a nice a nice little eh, conversation between Michael Burnham and Tyler. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 clunky, quaint. man. It's yeah. It was so much better in the last episode. It was so much better. Um, in the party with them dancing and with them talking and the, and all that stuff. This one is just—it's almost more like, well, Stamets told us we're supposed to kiss, so we must be, you know, it, like it just felt we missed everything in between. And I guess you know we don't yeah. need to see everything, but we missed because we know everything was reversed before. They don't remember getting no. together. They don't remember any of that stuff. So so now suddenly they're just. They're talking about like going away together and basically getting married yeah. and living like living on a lake in Peshaston. which Peshastin, by the way, right by us, right by where I live. And that so oh, we, nice. we here have been like, oh, but Peshastin and Issaquah High School, where he went. Issaquah is also where Ted Bundy killed people, so that's you know a weird place. Oh still, wow! Yeah, yeah, Just, that's great. Uh, it's weird that it's, it's cool. It's all, all over here. So
0: I I have to say though, like, what else could have Stemitz told them? Right? He could have lied. He could have been like, "Hey guys, and also,
1: got <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was really great." Thirty I minutes because they don't know any. They they yeah. you're like you said. They don't have. They don't remember any of that. We have that history, and Stamets has that history with them, but they don't have that, they don't. their own history. Yeah, it just yeah. it
0: does seem a little fast.
1: Yeah, um, and it was it was a little too. Can you feel the love tonight? Like it was very. You it's know, almost like, it's almost
0: like it's being set up so yeah. that next week it can be torn away.
1: Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And and honestly, if they don't do it next week's – and I really like Michael Burnham and Tyler, like listen to last week's episode, guys. I will I, you will hear me gush all about that. I think I think I gush about that there. Um, I love them. I think they're really great. And that's gonna make the tragedy of Ash Tyler as Volk all the more, you know, horrible. Because yeah, he's right. going to get pulled away. And I think it should be next episode. I really think it should.
0: Well, or at least it should like start should start to unravel next right. episode where you know if La- anyway we can get on this later yeah, but we'll you know at the end of this episode he is revealed to be who he is yeah that would be an interesting way to end the the the, the finale the right. the spa finale or whatever so, all right let's go let's uh, let's pick up some pace yeah, just yeah, yeah. like so, Saru can he can and, pick up some pace let's do this
1: and 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 this is where we are I mean and this is where we get into these pacing issues we get so much more of the same. Uh, yes. It's just Saru comes back to the hut. Oh my gosh. We, uh, we, everything needs to be in harmony. Harmony. Oh my gosh. It's really crazy. Uh, and then he gets, he gets kind of, you know, brainwashed a little bit. Um, and Saru, uh, lies to Tyler, lies to Michael Burnham, crushes their communicators and says, basically like, uh, you know, come stay with us forever and ever. And you'll feel the harmony too. It, it's, it's real eerie and very this side of paradise from, from, uh, the original series. Um, where suddenly, Hey, you know, we're so obsessed with harmony. We want you just to be with us and you'll right. soon learn the harmony of the Povins and that's it. And then it leads, it just leads to this big, long chase where, uh, he, uh, um, he walks out again for some weird reason. And then, uh, Michael Burnham and, and Tyler decide to double cross him and go to the antenna and, and do what they were going to do. Right. Saru comes back because we don't know why he was gone, but he comes back again and is like, Oh, it's delightful. They were so happy that you were going to stay with us. You couldn't I be think deceiving that, me at all.
0: W- wasn't he, weren't they, w- didn't they like say, you need to find out if it's okay if we use.
1: Oh, he says you can do whatever you want. The Povins have said you can do anything you want. And right. so they're like, are you sure?
0: Yes. That's so right. they're, they're basically, cause again, like they're trying to, cement at least for the viewers anyway the rules of the federation and the prime
1: directive or not the prime directive but it's the
0: uh first
1: contact yeah first contact yeah first prime directive is out the window contact right (laughs)
0: um yeah sorry the poster is right behind me i've got a star trek first contact poster right over my shoulder um so yeah i mean that's that's it like they're trying to, to discuss like what they can do okay obviously they've already quote-unquote, yeah. broken the prime directive. So now we have to initiate first contact. Right. And that's why Saru is spending so much time with these aliens because he needs to figure out their, where they're at. And, if and maybe that,
1: that is supposed to explain why he's gone so long. Is, is right. he's just he, Why they are not as suspicious, I guess. Right. Because he's off exactly.
0: with them. Yeah. Cause, cause he's, and again, like you said, he's the, he's the ranking officer. Right. So even if he told them, even if he was doing something suspicious, if he right. says, stay here and don't move. They're, they've got
1: to do it. They're yeah. supposed to do
0: it. Yeah. So but of course it's Michael Burnham. So
1: yeah. Cause he's Michael Burnham. Yeah. And he keeps taking things from her. Uh-huh. She's going to rant about it a little bit. Um, so Michael Burnham, he, she gets sent to the antenna and I think it, you know, she's, she's cool and just books it over there. Apparently it's like 30 kilometers or something like that, that she just runs, which is sweet. Yeah. Um, uh, Tyler, Tyler distracts Saru, Saru like chokes him and throws him through it, like throws him across the room. Cause Saru is way more intense than I thought he was. Yeah, he's and, much more
0: powerful than than what we expect, right? I mean, yeah. Tyler basically is deceiving him, and yeah. and Saru looks back at him and says, you know, your your intentions were not as I thought. Yeah. And oh,
1: then, do you know why? Okay, I would forgotten until just now. How? Why does Saru? Why Saru realizes that? It's because he has him put. He has uh, Ash Tyler put his hand on some glowy blue rock that he's holding, and oh, then realizes yeah, that that's right. I I was doing the same thing you just did. And I I thought, oh wow, yes, yeah, Saru is really super perceptive. No, he puts his hand on a blue crystal, and that go, and then that like static shocks Tyler, and then he goes, oh, your intentions are bad, and then he kicks him or chokes him or whatever. Yeah.
0: So bad. Now the kick comes later
1: yeah the, kick, the, the, kick. the donkey kick which yes. i loved i cheered i did i was like sir what? of course he's got hoofs. of course he donkey kicks that was sweet <laughs> uh, <laughs> but <laughs> what does it say about this episode that that's what made me cheer yeah exactly it's your favorite
0: part was the donkey the mule kick or whatever the mule he called kick. it i loved yeah.
1: it Ugh. uh So anyway, all that to say, Burnham runs, runs down to the antenna. She plugs into it. She, she starts to get somehow,
0: by the way, they're, they've got the right hookups Uh, there. You know, there's, there was no, I mean, even my iPhone has a dongle. Like you got to (laughs) figure that stuff out. You got to figure out how the (laughs) thing she just slaps that sucker on and it's good to go. Oh yeah. It's good to
1: (laughs) go. (laughs) I buy it. You know, totally. I buy it.
0: Sure. 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 No question. Sure.
1: I think it's fine. Uh, so then, Saru, um, Saru chases her in, in a in a not great special effect. It's terrible. Moment. It's not
0: not even not oh, great. It's a terrible, it's, terrible no. CGI. It, this wasn't ready. It just they should have just wasn't. cut it
1: out. The the thing that the only part of that that worked. I think and and worked better than the rest. And it did not work well. I'm just I'm trying to give him I guess some kind of credit. Is the overhead shots when we're seeing him a little bit and and sure and up when he's on the ridge and she looks up at him, which by the way you see Saru who you know is possessed and you know has been lying not, to you. He's not possessed or, though or whatever it is, but you know he just crushed your communicator. This guy yeah. is not okay with you doing what you're about to do. No, you see him running across a ridge and you don't pull your phaser
0: yeah it's strange right right yes yeah no she you're absolutely
1: surprised she she's got him.
0: she's got one yeah she's she, got a phaser because it com- comes into play in a moment
1: yeah um she tries to pull it on him but she should have done it on the ridge and then you can do stuff with two hands What anyway okay michael burnham so she um she tries to shoot him he kicks it out of her he horse kicks her <laughs> which is so cool. Uh, we, we call it a donkey kick, a, donkey a mule kick, kick and
0: a horse kick. <laughs>
1: it's all of the Anything with hooves, hooves. I'm sorry guys it, if I'm being hoofist right now but It, it was all the same. it was a giraffe kick is what it was. <laughs> does giraffe have hooves? I don't know uh, if they have hooves or not. I'm sure yes. I'll I'll lump that in there. Okay. And know. uh she she stuns him twice, which again pretty awesome With the phaser, for She stuns him twice and he does, he barely just goes to his knees. Now he and he he literally he
0: like like starts crushing on yep. this technology she's put into the 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 array the which looks like a laptop. naturally forming yeah this, 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 well it looks like a like a oh the PC. array I, I
1: thought you meant the thing she was plugging into it yeah yeah but he yeah. but he
0: starts smashing it like Hulk smashing right and it's still it still is working okay but yeah. he just keeps smashing keeps she shoots him twice with the yep. phaser and he's still like fine he's still talking he's still oh, yeah. up. he's not he's, he's he wasn't phased by the phaser
1: he's just he, like i think he's down on one knee for a second and that's that's it i mean pretty again pretty cool we we keep getting saru characterized as the prey he yeah. he can take care of himself which i did like that about uh saru's character in in this one we just get a little bit more kelpian information here but, right um and that's really, honestly, that's really it. She, she, the pavins Pabins, kind of, sort of missed transport Tyler to them. Cool. I don't. Yeah, yeah that me, was whatever
0: weird. Yeah,
1: yeah. Tyler just literally
0: tra- gets transported yeah. by these beings. Like and, we don't know anything and, about these beings no. except like they can do anything. Apparently,
1: yeah. it's so. Yeah,
0: uh, it's a little frustrating.
1: And these beings now. Okay, I just, it just kind of clicked in my head a little bit. I wonder the deception that he got zapped about. Was it the deception that he's actually a Klingon could be that anyway, but also why did they not like when they transported Ooh. him, they didn't go like, Oh, you, you are not like this other one who seems to be human. Anyway, they, yeah. What? Wow. That's so, yeah. They, yes. Yes. They do it. Oh, the the kelp, uh, not the kelpians, the Povins. They repair the transmitter, which I didn't realize until the second one. I thought that I was like, man, Saru is not good at breaking stuff for somebody who's been so good at crushing communicators. He's wailing on this thing. And but but uh, I think they said this in After Trek also, and then I, I saw it more in the in the next time I watched it. The Povins fix the transmitter and send the message to to Discovery. See, um, I did
0: not catch that. And then and then that's when we hear uh, the the captain's voice coming through. We're
1: on we're on our way. We've got you. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so then they they get back up to uh, up to to uh, the discovery and and Michael Burnham and Saru have another heart to heart. They they apologize real well to each other. I, I really like them as as to I, I I mean just in general throughout this series they apologize real well to each other. They, yeah. they have these nice heart to hearts.
0: But I'll be honest with you, I just don't feel like it's earned. Like this entire episode, I feel like is nothing but a rush to. This should be- have
1: been the B story. Yeah, I think that's why this feels rushed. This should have been the B story of the episode. Yeah, but they're
0: just trying to do so much. They're they trying to have a relationship episode with Tyler yep. and Michael. They try and make that work, and I yep. just it feels falls flat because again they didn't earn it. Yep. Um, they try and turn Saru into a bad guy, and I just don't feel like they earn it. Like it no. just it, honestly, no. it just it felt rushed. It felt. Uh, more just like a, a means to an end than it did an actual story beat that meant something. Yeah. Um. So for me, this the the reason why I didn't like this episode is because this entire aspect of it, the, the the thing that's supposed to be the heartbeat of the 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 main crux of the story, just felt rushed.
1: It just yep. felt just felt rushed. I I agree. It it the whole thing was very thin. Yeah. Uh, it's what it's what I mean when I'm, I'm saying is is. It should be a B story. It should be the side story. Lorel and and, and Cornwall, who we'll get to in a second, they that should be the main story. But neither it's almost like there are two B stories in this right. episode. There is no You're main right. story happening.
0: You're absolutely right, and and I think that tomorrow, mm-hmm. th- next week, we're going to see the main story. I hope th- so. This this feels so much like you say. It, it feels like filler. It yeah. feels like filler for something else that should have been happening up top.
1: Right. I agree. I,
0: I agree. I agree yeah. with you totally. So,
1: so, I mean, that's that's really the end of it um other than i guess it's sort of these two the the two storylines kind of come together at the very end so we can we can back up to the klingon ship and and do that there's there's one line basically that brings the the um the two stories together so let's let's back up and talk about the klingon ship so um laurel let's see so we get there going through my notes um yeah, so Lorelle beams aboard Cole's ship and and asks to join him. So it seems like you know she's been on the outs with him. And if I'm reading this right, so so she she wanted to go there because she wants the ship that she's been on wants the coking technology. Is that why she is there, or is she it just has like the she cloak, right? Yeah, no, no,
0: no, no. Yeah, the, the Cole has the sarcophagus. The cloaking the sarcophagus yeah. ship. The, the, but the, the she thing went that they're back in. with
1: her people, right?
0: Yeah, but it's not like exactly. No, you're right. I guess she went back with her people. I guess. Yeah, that's but what like. But like the sarcoph- This is this Col ship is now the sarcophagus ship that right. we started. He took on. it over. I guess we didn't know that either. That that's kind of confusing. But I guess the bridge we're supposed to identify. Anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's it's important because Michael says that she knows about the ship, right? right? She's She has a familiarity with the ship. Right. So this, I get, it's important that this should be the same ship that was at the Battle of the Binary Stars right. for some reason. So anyway, yeah. But, yes. Okay, so she's there. I don't know if it's that. I think she's just there to say, like, she wants to Maybe retain glory. Yeah, yeah. And, and be... Again, it's then, so. Yeah. She's there. She's there to lend her talents of interrogation. Right. Because she feels like that's a... He will... It's basically because she knows that she has created yeah. uh, this spy and oh. Tyler, and yeah. has to get back to Tyler. It she regrets that
1: specifically to Discovery. To Discovery, yeah. Discovery,
0: because Discovery is important. Why? Yeah. Why does she care about Discovery? It had nothing to do with the Battle of the Binary Stars. No, nothing to do with her at all. The only connection it has is if, if, is if, if, is, is, is if Tyler is who we think he is.
1: Right. Exactly. So, so to. To clarify, for, for those who are listening, so she she wants to get in uh, to to get into uh, interrogate Admiral Cornwell. The only reason she wants to interrogate Admiral Cornwell is so that she can say that she can she wants to defect um, back to uh, to Discovery, but specifically to Discovery, not to Starfleet, not to Earth, not to she the wants Federation. To go to Discovery. Uh, you you need to take me back to your ship, and because she she misunderstands, Cornwell is like my ship. Why my ship? Oh no! Discover- to your ship. Yes, discovery. It's very important, right? And and that's and that's it. Now I I know I'm you know we're summarizing here, but because they the two of them play off each other really well. I don't want to diminish that scene. Yeah. She just walks in and says, "Scream to Cornwell," and you're like, "What the heck is gonna happen?" And then nothing. It's a ruse to distract the guard.
0: Right. Yeah. Which is why why wouldn't you start with that though? Hey, I want to defect. I need you to right. scream so it sounds like I'm. I'm interrogating you right why would you not just say that yeah. but again this is another thing the, the these screenwriters think they're smarter than everybody yeah. else so she walks in and she says scream scream, scream. she's like no I'm not gonna scream I'm <sighs> tough Admiral Cornwell's like I'm not she's like scream yeah. and, ah, they like like they're animals screaming <gasps> at one another and it's I fine the moment yeah I like the I moment. mean it's fine but but then, when you realize that she's not actually there to yeah. psychologically or physically harm her, yep. she's there. Lorel is there to try and defect right. to the Federation. You say, "Well, why put up that ruse? Why even right. do that? Because it'd be so much simpler just to explain it, and then just the guards whisper will
1: leave. in her ear. I need you to scream because we're gonna talk about this thing. I yeah, that. That's I it. got
0: something. Hey, listen, I got I got a Klingon spy on Discovery."
1: gosh right his name is ash tyler i need to find him
0: he, um, he 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 thinks he's doing some good things for the for the klingons but i realize now the klingons are bad
1: guys and we need to stop him which is that her goal do you think that's yes. Her goal?
0: yes she okay. suddenly realized that this was not a good plan okay that she, she wants to the federation to win so now what she's going to do never mind we'll talk about it at the end of this but i think well, what, what she's doing is she's going to stop this yeah. this this um what's his name Tyler the real the Klingon who we think he is Vulk Vulk she's there to stop Vulk from doing his thing of destroying destroying discovery yeah because if he does that then Cole will win and so what she's saying is Cole is a bad guy he's a bad dude I can't control him what he's doing the Klingon empire is not good I'm going to defect the federation and stop this thing before it happens
1: I'll take it. I'll take it. I, I think because it's not that she do, she wants the federation to win. She no. wants she doesn't want Cole to win. That's what it is.
0: Yes. Yeah. She wants the Klingon Empire to win. Yeah. But not but really, this way.
1: Under her or under Volk, you, you know, one of the two. Right. Because
0: they think that they're doing it, it because again, like they were doing it they were doing it because of their religious beliefs. They're right. pure. That's
1: right. It was it was pure for them. It was right for them. Right. Yeah. But
0: but but what's happening right now Who's the leader of
1: the Klingon Empire uh, Cole, right now? Cole.
0: Cole, what he's doing, he's just doing it for for no reason other than just to do it because he His wants to be self. the leader. Yeah. yeah,
1: and yeah, which actually that makes way more sense to me. I it's something that comes down the line in a second does not make any sense to me, and and, and we'll get there in, a, in just a moment. But yeah. Um, that clarify honestly. That does clarify her her motivations for me because I I thought is she going there to activate him? That's what I thought. But she's
0: there to she's gonna go stop him.
1: That makes more sense later because especially with that scene where she gets real mad at him, uh, or not mad at him, but mad at what he has done. And that's um, why she
0: shows up on the ship now because she hears that Cornwell is there, and it's yeah. like her her gate her her key to get yeah. into Discovery, right. or she thinks anyway.
1: So. So they, so she, she tells Cornwell this. They talk. Uh, she wants to know if there's a, if the Federation is just going to kill her. Um, Cornwell says no. There's no death. The Federation has no death penalty, which by the way is not true. Um, there's death penalty only for for uh, the only reason I know this off the top of my head is I just watched the Cage. Um, I'm reviewing the Cage. I'm reviewing. I'm doing a rewatch of, of all the, the original series for a website that I'm writing for now. And, nice. Um,
0: What's that website? Where, where, where can people uh, find that?
1: Readysteadycut.com. Right. Nice. It's it's pretty sweet. I I'm reviewing the Orville on there now, and I just put a, there's a couple other features. I just did Stranger Things, and uh that's cool, man. I'm I'm really psyched. But I literally an hour before had just watched The Cage, which which made me think. You know, they they don't mention that that uh, death penalty there, but it made me think of the menagerie where Spock Spock muties by the way. Uh, yes. and and You're
0: right, and that's one of the possible punishments, or the punishment they cite. Isn't it? It's the it, only.
1: He even says, because I I, I, I I looked it up after this too. Admiral Mendez or Commodore Mendez says it's the only death penalty we have left on the books. And the cage happened two years before, uh, Star Trek Discovery.
0: Anyway. Well, you never know. Yeah, maybe they've gone a long way in two years.
1: Yeah, you know they they've just yeah. <laughs> anyway, despite all that, <laughs> my nitpicky, I just I I, I, I was confused. By why Laurel was doing this, so if your theory is right, I, I and that makes a lot more sense to me. Um, I get it. The only thing that doesn't make sense to me now still is so they they walk through the quarters because Laurel is like, I've got a ship. Let's go. Let's let's get to Discovery. Yes. Um, Cole comes upon them and Laurel makes. Basically, she and Cornwell start fighting in the corridors what seems to be a ruse, a ruse fight. Like, hey, it's- make it look like you've you've captured me. And then Laurel freaking kills her. Does she? Or does she? Right? I don't I'm not, know.
0: I'm not totally sure she's dead.
1: I'm not sure either. But she, she says, doesn't she say, and I, I didn't write this down, didn't she say like, you know, at least you haven't died in vain or something like that?
0: Yeah, but I... I, I, I don't know man I don't know what the deal is like it, it she leaves her there and obviously I think we're meant led to believe that and it's possible she's dead yeah but I don't know I have no idea I, I would not be surprised to see her at some point
1: in I really future. hope she's not because I, I uh, if she is dead there I feel like this entire episode is a waste
0: did you hear the theory that Cornwell yes. is Lee. the yeah because <clears 'cause throat> I love the, that idea the, yeah okay there's a there's no no you please do because you're better at the you have the better uh knowledge of tos than me so please go
1: it oh it was so cool all right so last episode was called or uh two episodes ago was called lethe's um and and lethe is a, a river in hades that is all about forgetfulness and so you know that that whole episode was about um was about uh remembering your the sins of your past Everybody thought for a long time that this character from an, uh, the original series episode called "The Dagger of the Mind" was going to show up in this episode. We get to see her in this episode, um, and she is she's a she's a psychiatrist on a on a mental hospital planet um, that is that used to be crazy. That, that's really all that we know. She used to be mentally unstable, and now she's been rehabilitated by Doctor Tantalus. Um, but all we know is her name is Lethe, which means forgetfulness. Right. But the, the crazy thing is Admiral Cornwell is who, who appears in that this episode is a psychologist and was yeah. then captured by the Klingons. So was she tortured into insanity, and is then brought back into uh, you know to, to Federation space, but is insane. You know maybe whatever they do. So if she's not dead, maybe whatever right. they do you know has has messed her up so bad. Maybe she is has yet to go insane. That would be. Awesome and a great bait and switch, um, right? To us, where we we all thought, oh well, it's about forgetfulness. It's just a coincidence that the word Lethe is in there. That it would be sweet if we work it out that she is, um, she is actually Lethe. So
0: absolutely, we never know. And and again, like she may be dead. That might be me. I just don't think they they make it super clear. If I'm being yeah. honest, it just does not seem like, oh yeah, she's definitely dead. Right. It just seems a little odd the way it's left, but it would be, maybe so, I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: It'd be such a waste.
0: Yeah, totally. Waste.
1: So, okay. Explain to me this. See if you can, if you can figure this out. Cause this is the other thing that I was really uh, lost on. I, 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 assume she's dead, but I hope not. Okay. Um, what the heck room is it that she brought her, that Laurel <sighs> brought Cornwall to and why is she there and what did she discover and why is it at this point in the story?
0: So here's the only thing I can get to, and this is what I explained to Melody, and this is why I believe that this is it. I have Melody, this your wife I...
1: who fell asleep while watching this episode, correct? Yeah. Because that will this tell you how this is. So I'm not putting that on Melody, by the no,
0: way. No, no, it's you're right, you're right. Um, so here's 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 what, my theory that when Klingons die, they are taken to this room, right, okay. and then they they are before treated with respect and given a burial and all that stuff so when she dies she he says go take her to that death room where we prepare the bodies so she walks in and the bodies are there but they've been disrespected they've They've been been, it
1: looks like they've been eaten
0: i don't know i i I have no idea either way they they were not buried with respect right they were not wrapped Put in a sarcophagus right. and then put on the, the edge of the ship, like all of the other warriors. Right. So, what she does is she walks in and she sees all these people from that she's known, right, yeah. from his house. Right. These are people that are, are on his side, the bad mm-hmm. guy's side, and she's looking at them and saying, "What and she the heck?" Their names. Yep. She, yeah, she knows their names. You, you've been disrespected. This is not okay. So, I think this is even further cementing in her mind that this is not a good. Cling on to follow see and and that's thought, my that's my opinion my no
1: thought. and that, that does make sense I thought that this was I thought this was the turning point for her it could have been um, or I think it should have been the turning point this should have been at the beginning of the episode this should have been sure. the first scene of the episode which then go then it puts everything together oh oh and Cornwell is here okay I can defect I can do all this stuff because then we at least have a motivation for why she's we don't have to assume all this stuff you know true True. But, but I
0: think I think what they wanted to do was her how, how do we get her to accidentally come upon this room of death? Okay, right. have her pull <laughs> a body.
1: body. In. That's but I didn't think of it as a a room of death. I thought it was like a sick bay. I thought it was I I really thought it was still a sick bay that Cornwall wasn't dead, but then she just drags her and then leaves her there. I
0: think it's supposed to be that same room we saw yeah. in the pilot where the flag bearer, whatever, mm-hmm. the, torch the, bear. the torch bearer, thank you um you know he gets put in the sarcophagus and it's like a that that chamber it's supposed to be a place where you take the dead yeah and then you treat them with respect and yep. she sees that that is not what is happening at all yeah the, the this religious belief this 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 high calling that they had he, you know he has no respect for at all right. whatsoever
1: that makes that makes a lot of sense i if i really hope that 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 structure is is what we're what we're seeing here because I, I agree with you that that's that's definitely her motivation. I think it's just in a, in a weird order, um, but no. Uh, I, I yeah. look
0: storytelling in this episode is <laughs> no. not good. No, it's, it's just not. very confusing. No. very confusing. Again, and like stretched. If this should Cornwell have been is par- dead two part episode. If Cornwell is dead, they don't do a, they don't treat that with enough like you know like normally. Tsh- and it's yeah. like, dun, 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 dun. And no. then we see the, you know, the eyes close right. and the hand go down and blood. And we know right. for sure she's dead. But that doesn't happen in this. There's no fanfare. There's no, it's just, boom, oh, she's dead now, ha, ha, ha. And yeah. then she drags her in. It just seems a little strange to me and, if, and if, if so, she is dead. And if it
1: really negate. it just negates everything. It negates everything between the two of them. I, uh, between, or uh, with Cornwall, I just think absolutely... Not I, I hope she's not dead. I mean, if she's not dead, that means she's going to get herself tortured for a while. You know, the the other Klingons are going to come up upon her, right? Um, and, and so that that will drive her into insanity. But um, I right. just so I feel sorry for her if she's not dead. But at the same time, you know, character wise, she just it, it's such a, a, a disuse of that character. If she fully is. agree,
0: yeah, fully agree on that. Yes.
1: So it, we get the end, and so this is where the two storylines are, are are sort of brought together. Um, Lorel. Lorel sort of um, she she kind of does one last little peace offering to to Cole not real we know for sure she's being deceptive this time and kind of saying hey I'm I'm with you I'm I'm following you um, her ticket to discovery is is lost um, it's weird still that she's ready to give up on it that fast but um, and that's the other reason why I think that she, that Cornwall is dead because she she they she doesn't proceed to just dump her on the on her ship and and fly off um, I mean it's she just she think she's dead but that's true um, yes. So she she gets up. She says, "All right, I'm I'm with you, Cole." Um, Cole, you know, paints her face to, to look like his house, uh, and and says, "You know, I've got you." And then he um, he inducts her into his following of his people, and then he he still punishes her because he because Cole is not as stupid as she thinks he is, um, and so he but he punishes her and drags her off. You know, show her what our house does to liars, but then says, "I'm I'm going to need you later for interrogation." So uh, unclear. Um, yeah. And then they get a signal. Uh, so, so you know, basically these two scenes are, 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 are um, adjacent to one another. The, the Klingons get a signal from Pavo, um, inviting them to to go. And he, so he says, set set warp, or, set a course for Pavo. And then the Discovery um, gets the same or sees the same message that um, a message has been sent out to two subspace bands. One is Klingon. One is to us. They're inviting the Klingons to Pavo, and. Um, Michael Burnham, you know everybody knows what that means, and you know we are the we are Pavo's last line of defense against the Klingons, and so next week the mid season finale is it's going to be a battle.
0: Yeah. Hey, also we should have mentioned too. Did you already mention that she like he puts the war paint on her and deceives Just her briefly, and all that? Briefly, okay. But so
1: that's that's what I'm unclear about. It, was it was he deceiving her? I I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all hand-wavy stuff for the audience. It's like, "Hey, you don't know what we're going to do and pull the wool over your eyes." Yeah. yeah I, I it just seems it all seems too too much. So yeah, that that's the setup is that yeah. next week it the, the discovery is already at Pavo that has sent the signal out to both Federation and Klingon ships and the Klingon sarcophagus Sargoph- ship is yeah. on its way. Right. It's coming to Pavo. So there's going to be some sort of showdown between the Klingons and Discovery mm-hmm. at Pavo. Yeah. At this place. Whatever that is. Whatever that is, we'll see. Yeah. So there we are. That's it. That's this That's episode. It. This is just basically a setup to get the Klingons and Discovery together. Yeah. I don't think they did a very good job. I would oh. rate this like a D oh, man. if I was if I was giving it uh, a score. Yep. Um, I just, it's unfortunate, man, because I feel like they've really been hitting some some good strides for the tweaks previous. And then this one was just kind of a miss.
1: Yeah. And, and that's, it feels, you know what? I I wish it, it only felt like a setup to the next episode. I I kind of wish it was just that it was like putting all of the pieces into place. And that was its point. Right. Yeah. This is, it's trying to still be its own thing,
0: but it feels ancillary. You're right. Yeah. It, It feels like very much kind of like on the edge. Yep. But we're not interested in that edge no. at all. Like no. the, that edge doesn't even matter. Why look at the edge? Right. Why not just give us the full, like you said, what's really happening? Give us give us some meat and potatoes rather yep. than just these side side dishes that you yeah. you know not really all that interesting.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree. And and so I'm I'm hoping you know Star Star Trek. Most TV shows have a tradition of of this when they're when they're getting ready for a big a big lead up a big finale the The one before is often disappointing, and so I, I'm hoping that that doesn't bode bode ill for next week. That that next week is a really great finale. That we, I'm I'm gonna, it's, it has to be a cliffhanger. We are we are getting nothing wrapped up next finale. We're gonna no. get you know, Tyler is almost revealed as Volk, or somebody seems to be dead. You know, I, I guarantee you you know, we're gonna get an almost dead person next week. If and we're gonna think that they're dead all over Christmas and then they'll come back and oh no it's not. Um and I and I'm fine right. with that. I'm going into it and thinking, you know, that's what this should be. Don't bill this as a mid season finale, you know, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna give us that next week. So that's that's what I'm hoping yeah. for.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure that's what's gonna be either that or it's gonna set us up for a completely new paradigm where right. Right. again, we know that Tyler is Voke. Yeah. And what are we going to do? Like, how dare you betray us? Right. And he's like, I, I didn't know. What are you talking about? I don't know.
1: Which would be, um, th- which would be cool. What a great! It'll be a great character thing if if he goes that way. Uh, you know, if if he's a sleeper agent that is, that is so sleeper he doesn't even know it. You know, that right. would be real cool if they go. No, there.
0: I'm, I'm telling you, Laurel's gonna show, gonna somehow get on Discovery. Yep. She's gonna walk in. Tribbles are gonna go nuts. Yeah. Tyler is going to be there and she's going to say you are Volk, whether you know it or not yeah. and he's going to say what are you talking about and then he's going to get arrested Lorel will be arrested they will yeah. be in the brig and they'll be talking about bulb so that that's that's kind of the the way in my prediction anyway yeah. although i predicted that the series would be completely different on the you know on the yeah. <laughs> on the series premiere so this is maybe me my wishful thinking that yeah. things are you know a little bit bigger <laughs> in scope and they've got a plan and all this yeah. kind of stuff and so far that really hasn't paid off that's not the kind of storytelling they're interested in, no. in telling but I, hopefully it like, will be a little bit of that
1: yeah i feel like what we've gotten is in in general and again last two weeks have been really great we've gotten a lot of stuff this this team of writers has been looking at game of thrones and and breaking bad or or lots of these other you know high profile um, really premiere shows and yeah. all you know, or Westworld and all they're getting is they're seeing like I don't know, they're they're missing I think they're missing the point. They're they're thinking they're seeing that everything should be a mystery. Everything should be a mystery. You know, right. they walk into a room and oh, what's happening in that room? It's a mystery. And but it's not the point of it. The point is the big stuff that they're aiming for, and and the stuff on the front. You know, it's it's really it's good magic tricks. Even you know where where the stuff going on the front is not actually what you think is going on. But not everything is truly a mystery. Right. Um, and I I think it, they're trying too hard. It's they're no trying doubt. to go lost with it. You know. <laughs>
0: That, that's what I feel like it's more like, honestly, than Game of Thrones. It I think is, they're
1: trying is, to be like Game of Thrones, yeah, but they're, yeah. they're actually being frustrating like Lost.
0: True. Oh, that's true. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. I don't know. I, I enjoyed at least the, 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 the actual adventure, the actual yeah. story of Lost. Right. Maybe the payoff wasn't nearly as big, but even when they introduced a new mystery or a mm-hmm. new thing or a new concept, every time I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Right. Very few concepts so far in this, whether it be the spore drive right. or a planet that's actually a, an antenna yeah. or, you know, uh, being able to a human hook up to be the power or a, you know, the the Saru uh, with threat ganglia. None of that stuff really has like yeah, been so amazing that I'm like, mm-hmm. that's the reason why I watch this show. Right. And that's unfortunate. That's yeah. that's unfortunate.
1: And and that's something in, in, we'll, we'll talk about this in a couple of weeks. You know, that's something we need to wrestle with. We need to we need to get to the bottom of why right. should we? Why are we watching watching Discovery? What do we? Tell yeah, we'll, people?
0: we'll 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 definitely put our thoughts together yeah. and, and talk about it because I think it's an important discussion to have of whether or not this. Sh- and again, we sh- And we did. You know, what we didn't say is that Discovery was renewed for season oh, two. Yeah. Absolutely. So so we are going to be getting more. So this isn't the end. Nope. Even this season's not the end. So we're going to be getting more. But, but man, who should yeah. come along for that journey? Like, Right. So. Or well, should we'll, it yeah.
1: continue on CBS All Access?
0: No, is the answer.
1: Yep. The answer is already no. I can already, yeah, we don't need yeah. to discuss it.
0: No, it, it, <clears throat> the, it's a detriment to it becoming. But, obviously, it must be a financial success for them, so they're going to continue. But yeah. Because in um, the end,
1: honestly, let's be very real. The, the financiers they do not care about story. They care about what, they care about money, right? And, and I, I, I get it. I kind of blame them business. on that. Yeah, it's yeah. a business. It's more of, of just like, oh, I wish that that didn't have to get in the way, of the money. So or of no the doubt. story. So. All, All right. right, good yep. times. That brings us to the end. So as always, you guys can find us on uh, Twitter at the next trek. Where I'm, I'm, you know, we're pretty active on there. Where, uh you know, interacting as much as possible, join in the discussion, talk to us, you know, do you, hey, did you love this episode? And we are just absolutely wrong. Uh, please, you know, shout out to us. Tell us, if, tell us what you think. Um, if you are, uh, if you're intrigued, if you like where this is going, send us your predictions for next week. We are, yeah, we're really excited to, to kind of have this little bit of a wrap up and, and see where where this whole show is going to go. So uh, join us there. And, and as always, live long and prosper. Thank you.